0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTV. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Voice podcast. Landon, how are you doing tonight, sir?
0: Good. You know, I mean, we're we're still uh, officially waiting on some word on some big news, but uh, we're going to hopefully be hearing some pretty good news soon.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that in one second. But this Tuesday edition of Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Just use the promo code Locked On at MyBookie.ag. So about that news that we are waiting on. um, We are recording this late on Monday night, East Coast time. And we are still waiting for the official uh, ruling on the Ezekiel Elliott uh, injunction. Um, We both heard from different sources that... Uh, Ellie is going to win that injunction. It seems pretty likely that's going to happen. So let's just spend the next couple of minutes kind of talking about where the Cowboys are at with the situation and what that likely means for the Cowboys for the rest of the season. So where are the Cowboys at? The mindset with Zeke, I mean, we're going to assume that he's going to play for the rest of the season, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're doing a double assume, and maybe we're making double double an ass out of it ourselves. But, um, yeah, I think at this point, if, the, if we are – correct in assuming that he did win the PI uh, and that we're waiting for them to just kind of fill out the paperwork and, and, and make the announcement, which it will come. It may come, it may break. We may get breaking news on the podcast while, while, while we're, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That would. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I think if, if he does get this PI, then um, I, I think, I think it's hard to see a scenario where he doesn't play at least the rest of the season. Um, and then, you know, it's a whole different story once we get into the court case of this. It, that's where uh, it's a little bit less, a little bit more iffy on what's going to go on. I mean, I think he has a, a, a good a case, a better case than anyone before him. Um, but I, I, I feel a lot more confident about him getting this P.I. Um, and, I, and I have felt, even before tonight, a lot more confident about him getting this P.I., than I than I was necessarily uh, with the court case overall. Not to say that I don't think he can win. I just I, it's this feels like a slam dunk. Like there, it, this felt like a slam dunk before, and 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 the the court case isn't as much of a slam dunk.
1: Now, assuming he gets that injunction, how much do you think this is going to affect his on the field play, or do you think it's not going to affect it at all? Because when I've watched him the past two weeks against San Francisco uh, and against the Redskins. To me, it just kind of looked like he's playing a lot more relaxed. And, and, you know, maybe that's just shaking off some of the rust. But I don't think so. I I think winning the temporary restraining order a couple weeks ago um, and kind of having that weight lifted off his shoulders, uh, it's been a big thing for him because he's even talked about this year about how much that's been weighing on him and how draining this whole process is. Do you think uh, him winning this injunction is going to kind of help his on-the-field play?
0: I mean, I think it will, I think slightly, but I mean, again, I feel like, look, I mean, one of the things that I feel like you have to give Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett credit um, is, you know, you can say what you will about a lot of different things about his aspect of coaching, but one thing he does really well is keeping this team focused on the task at hand and keeping this team uh, kind of focused in the moment. So, and I think that overall, that's, you know, that's... Shown us what's, what we've what we've seen with Zeke is that he's mostly been, you know, I think pretty focused. I think I think most of the kind of early season jitters aren't necessarily related to this court case as much as it's you know getting the rest the whole group together and on the same page and and getting in sync with an offensive line that also needs to get in sync with each other. Um, so I, I think that. Um, I think that it will have some effect, but I think that um, it, it won't have like a, a monumental effect because I don't think that it had a monumental effect in the first place. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, and Zeke has talked about it. His his coach and his teammates keeping him focused on when he's there, he's there, and he's working on football, and that's what he's his his focus. And when he's off doing court stuff, that's when he has to be doing court stuff. But I I, I think that it will make. I think there'll be a, a sense of, of relief that will uh, happen with, with Zeke, but I don't know that it's necessarily going to have a monumental effect on Zeke's play because I don't know that it had a monumental effect on Zeke's play in the first place.
1: All right. You want to talk about actual football? We'll, we'll get, get on the field it. Yeah, and talk let's, about let's Yeah, that. let's do that. Yeah. All right. So the Cowboys on Sunday beat their division rivals, Washington uh, Redskins 33-19 to in Washington in the rain. Uh, Dak Prescott threw it for 143 yards, did not throw a touchdown nor an interception. Uh, the real star of the game was Ezekiel Elliott, 33 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Elliott in this game since we're already talking about him. Um. I thought this is one of his most impressive games in the sense that he was able to uh, have such a big workload and he got drilled a couple times in this game. I mean, he absolutely got killed on one run where he kind of got flipped around and a defender kind of hit him right low in the back. Uh, I, I just thought it was impressive how, after his fumble, he was able to fight back and remain productive. He should have had an even bigger game if there wasn't a couple of bogus holding calls that we're going to get to in a second. Uh, but again. I thought Elliot was fantastic. He really looks like the same player that we saw for most of last season. Any quick thoughts just on Elliot's game against the Redskins this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he I think he nailed it. He looks great. I mean, I, I we're still waiting to see coach's tape obviously, but uh, I, mean, I mean, it just came out not too long ago. And um
1: you, know, so you I, didn't even tell me. No, well, I didn't even I, tell I, me. I, it came I, out.
0: Dude, the, uh, look at your Twitter. Tw- <laughs> I see tw- yeah, tw- look at your Twitter timeline right now. There's so much going on right now. It's hard to keep track <laughs> with everything. Um you know, I, I think that I, I think overall he had a, a just a fantastic game running the ball. I mean, he he did exactly what we talked about that he needed to do was, which is basically in an ugly, dirty game, be the only consistent, you know, uh, relied upon force on either team, and that's what it was. Is that he he was the re- reliable source of off the only reliable source of offense for for either either team, and um and I think that that uh. It manifests itself in the thirty-three carries for one hundred and fifty yards. You know, I think that I think that when you look at, if you look at, you know, we'll talk about the 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 the, the penalties a little bit, but if you look at what happened in this game, um, Walt
1: Anderson happened. That's what happened. Walt Anderson happened.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Walt Anderson, and, and and then you know, the weather change made a huge difference too. I think that I think when you look at. Uh, The the, the, Walt Anderson kept Redskins in the game, Um, but, but the, but the weather affected the Cowboys ability to, you know, and and both teams, but specifically, this is why you see, you know, Zeke had a complete game and, and, and Dak had a, uh, a, uh, you know, a, he was fine. Well, was he fine. was He was good. I, I think he was good. It's just that he ha- didn't have like you know a great passing day because th- there's just not much to pass in that kind of weather. It's it's really really difficult. You know, it's and, and, and the ball weight changes in game and 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 you know it's and throwing that, you know being able to see uh, the ball down the field is is, uh, is is difficult at times because you know the, the, the rain's coming down. I, I think he did the best he could and understood that throwing. Um, the ball was going to be difficult, and so you know they 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 were able to you know rely on Ezekiel Elliott only pass when they needed to, and 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 basically were only throwing safe passes. Which in the second half, which is which is smart, you know they they basically they weren't throwing down the field too much because they you know they just they just weren't going to have very much success there, and and it was dangerous because they you know he didn't have he obviously had, later on in the game didn't have great control of the ball because it was. It probably slippery and heavy and and wet, <laughs> um, so it, it made it d- difficult to control completely. So they, they relied heavily on Zeke because they could, and uh, you know, and, and and that proved to be the difference in the game, uh, you know, for the offenses. And, and then obviously, everything else was kind of <laughs> you know of special teams and and penalties and and just a whole bunch of craziness with, that ultimately made that game uh, a kind of a circus.
1: Yeah, let's pause for a second to talk about my bookie. My bookie has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payout, seriously just 2 business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been great to me. I took Pittsburgh minus three this weekend and reaped all the benefits. But that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So one thing I want to talk about really quickly, and you kind of mentioned it before, uh, the Cowboys' special teams. Uh, we kind of headed in this game not knowing what to think about Mike Nugent. Uh, I thought he was pretty good. He made, I believe, was it four or five field goals he made in this game. Uh, his one miss was from, uh, yeah, he's four or five. His one miss was from forty-nine yards out. He was great on the extra point uh, on all of his extra points. Um, the, the one thing I am concerned about for the Cowboys special teams unit is Ryan Switzer. Um, he had two different punts that he failed to field. Uh, I know people are getting on him for kneeling on the kickoff return. I don't care as much about that one because of the hands team being on the field. But I am a little concerned that Switzer is, is just not ready to be the team's full-time punt returner because he cost the Cowboys probably at least 25 yards in field position, all together in that game, and we already saw earlier in this year, Switzer muffing a punt changed the momentum in the Rams game. So uh, I don't, I don't think there's another option. I mean, I doubt that they go to Cole Beasley, especially with uh, Beasley Beasley's con- concussion. But I do think right now the the return game and the kick game is kind of a weakness for the Cowboys. Do you happen to have any thoughts on Ryan Switzer and his day on Sunday?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like. Uh, you know he hasn't done enough he hasn't banked enough positive plays to survive how bad that game was last night I, i'm not i'm not necessarily worried about him overall uh i, I have definitely i got to say I, I have definitely tempered my expectations a little bit more for him as a punt returner for sure but i'm not exactly worried about it overall um as uh, as far as returns go because i do i do cut him some some slack for last night because uh of you know all the all the terrible terrible weather and i think again with punts especially that makes it more difficult to kind of judge and 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 later on the wind started catching up and i think that that's ultimately that one that went over his head uh i think what happened is that it it got up there and as it was coming down he it it completely uh just Like you know, the wind took it an extra ten yards, and he lost track of it. I think I think when you're a returner, probably especially a rookie, you just basically, when you see something like that, you're if you're having good good instincts, it's to get away from the ball. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just it's just because you know you don't you don't you don't want it to hit you, and then suddenly they have the ball and you know they score a touchdown. You know, I think that's uh, I think both that and the um, you know taking the knee uh we're, I don't
1: care about as much. Well, that I mean, as I, I, because I, the hands team's on the field. There's no blocking set up. I think. It, I think. It, I think it's we, just a rough situation. Yeah, for exactly.
0: Him. And I think both of them are actually smart plays. That one of them just looked. Well, they both to, to the you know kind of unthinking man. Well, there was like,
1: three of them. There was two punts and there was a kick, the kickoff. There, so there was two different punts that he had that went over his head, or he had one that he let bounce in front of him, and then one that went over his head.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think that, um, I, I don't, the, the kick, the kickoff, was it two punts and a kickoff? Because the punts, it's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like whatever punts, honestly, like especially at the end of the game, uh, I'm not gonna hold that against him so much, just because again of the things I just mentioned. The, the, the weather was insane, the wet, and the wind was terrible. And yes, obviously he's gonna need to do that, but you know like it's it's not like it's not the kind of thing that i'm like okay i'm he's 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 i'm ready to cut or demote him from the job not, no. or whatever because it's it's a difficult thing it's it, he's going to go through some growing pains um but you know it, with kickoffs it's a little bit different because of the angle um you know I, I i think that look like i said the problem here is that he hasn't really done enough positive to you know, insulate him from the the negative plays that happened the other night, and so people are naturally you know concerned about it, um, and then it becomes a thing, and then it kind of starts snowballing a little bit, and so I I I, I think we should continue to give him a little bit of patience. Um, where I am excited to see him more is, and even though it is at the expense of of Cole Beasley to a certain degree, is as a slot receiver. Yes. So um, yes, uh, I, I am excited to see him a little bit there. I will admit to have. Uh, this is even previous to this game, tempering my expectations a little bit more about, um, uh, about, you know, him as a punt returner so far. Um, but I'm not ready to kick him out of the job quite yet because I, I do ex- accept that there was circumstance to, to, Sunday's performance.
1: All right, let's move on to the Cowboys offensive line. You touched on it a little bit, but I, <laughs> man, I have a lot of thoughts about this offensive line. Um, uh, I don't think they played bad. In fact, I think they played the opposite of bad. I think I thought they were really, really good yesterday, especially considering the conditions. And I think people forget Washington's got some pretty good edge rushers. Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith are some pretty doggone good players. Um, however, I don't know what's causing it. I don't know why they're why they're getting targeted by the league. I don't know if it's a coaching issue. But this team is just prone to holding calls. Uh, they have 15 offensive line holding calls this year, and that's more than the Packers, the Dolphins, and the Eagles have combined this year. So I'm going to let you take this one because I don't know what's going on. Our team, or excuse me, our referees just looking to pin these on Dallas to make it a point of emphasis. Is Dallas' technique bad? What's going on with the Cowboys' offensive line in terms of penalties?
0: Well, it's been an absurd number in the last two games, hasn't it? Like, I mean,
1: well, here's the other thing. Yeah, they've had 11 called against them and zero on the opposing teams in the last three games.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, it's kind of hard to, to 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 tell you what's. I mean, like, look, it's clearly, it clearly seems a little bit unfair. I mean, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I I hate to be, I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, this is you know. The refs being like this and this and that, but at the I'll same, be that guy though. I mean, but it's tough. <laughs> it's tough because I mean, you look at that, especially. I mean, especially the calls last night that they were calling. I mean, just were terrible. And and again, maybe uh, you know their circumstance. They're playing in the rain too. They're you know like they it's it's <laughs> tough to see sometimes. But like that, like I mean specifically. Tyron Smith's hold in the, on the touchdown run is so ridiculous and egregious that they call that. Like, I can't even get over it. Like, I mean, that's like, that was so
1: terrible to call, you know. I mean, let me tell you what that is. Let me tell you. I'll, t- I'll explain it perfectly. Fox had one. Prime time game yesterday. They had the only Fox game yesterday, and there was only other one other game on, and it was a CBS game. So, I don't think people. They, I don't think they wanted that game to get out of hand very quickly. If you know what I'm saying,
0: man. I don't. I, I'll be I conspiracy guy. I'll believe, be
1: conspiracy guy. I don't care.
0: I don't want to believe that that's it. But like, I mean, what? I mean, but that's what it, was happening. Dude, it, no, listen. I'm agree with you because I. You go. I go back and look at the game, and it's crazy. Like how strategically placed a lot of those penalties were all throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's nuts, right? Like I mean, like it almost like it felt. I mean, look, I don't want to get into the, the 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 crazy conspiracy stuff. I just feel like it's it definitely feels out. It definitely felt like they were doing it to to keep the game close because the game wasn't close. I mean, it, that's the thing that I kept on going back to is that. All you had to do is watch like 5 minutes of this game to see the Cowboys were the better team. And they weren't like messing up in execution. They it wasn't like a ton of I mean they definitely had a couple of offside, you know, uh, illegal motion penalties. I mean like, you know, Tyron moved too early. Um, you know, there there was that one Witten hold that was that I thought was bad was 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 legit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. where he the, the, he got clear jersey and all that. I mean, there was definitely those, but then like you know, like man, Anthony Brown's d- defensive pass interference. Uh, I mean, I easily could have called
1: that offensive
0: pass interference. Um, that's just a
1: no call every day, or, a no, it's or, just or at a no least call.
0: a no call. Yeah, that's the point. Is that like he because he turned around? Like I mean, like he turned around for the ball, and like he got shoved like as well. So like, you know, I just I don't know, man. Like there was a lot of like I said, and and, and you're right. The the problem was is that. I mean, I remember three or four, three or four no calls on, on them at holding specifically, you know, where, where it was just terrible. A block in the back, like at least one or two block in the backs of Malik Collins. Like, and I just, I mean, we obviously need to see the game tape, but it, yeah, I gotta say it, it's, 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 it's disheartening, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it, what I what my take is is that it is what it is, uh, but I, I the good news for me is that like it's not the cow. I don't. I'm not blaming the Cowboys for this anymore.
1: It doesn't it, look like it's bad tech. You know, that, that's it what really I'm saying does. is that
0: I'm I'm taking it for tech. It, it, like what I'm concerned about as as an evaluator as, as someone who's just watching the tape and like. Trying to tell people what I see on the tape, like I- I'm sick of calling this a negative play when Tyrant Smith blocked the guy the exact way that you're supposed to block a guy on the point of attack. He had his hands inside the jersey. It wasn't like his arms were outside the guy's body and like grabbing the around on the on the shoulder. He had his hands inside his body and like was 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 making a block and dominating a guy at the point of attack. What do you want from these guys? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I don't know, man. Like it's it's it, it clearly felt because and I agree that that, corp, that 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 touchdown probably would have done it, or at least would have changed the tone of the game significantly at that point. But you know, it is what it is. At this point, I just evaluate how I think the guys play, and and if they're not committing a penalty in my eyes at, at this point, then I'm just not going to call it as a. I mean, obviously the results are the results, but. I'm not going to criticize them for technique that isn't bad, is is, I guess my point. All
1: right, I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off for a second, and we'll talk about David Irving and Demarcus Lawrence because we need to talk about something sort of rational. Um, (laughs) Irving Irving and Lawrence, once again, for the second straight game in a row, were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, David Irving uh, had two sacks. He had two and a half uh, tackles for a loss. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence had a sack of his own. Even Tyrone Crawford, who... I know you talked about yesterday. It looks like a totally different player than what we've seen in the past. Uh, all three of those guys play exceptionally well, and you needed them to play well against this backup uh, Washington offensive line. With I think they had, by the time the game ended, I think they had four starters out or something crazy like that. So um, just really quickly, if you want to talk about David Irving and Demarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, give me some of your thoughts on those three guys.
0: Well, the best thing about it is that it really feels like now – that that the guys are falling into place the way that they're supposed to and that's that's what's so exciting is that you know like look forget about let's sh- forget about the money for right now because if you look at the money for these three guys like for what you're getting out of them you're pay- you're, you're getting a bargain still with, with oh, absolutely! With, with with even with Crawford's, you know, extreme
1: overpay, pretend you know, like take their salaries and give. But wait, wait, hold on. Is, is Tyron Crawford an overpay with the way he's playing this year? I mean, he's still it... he's still
0: making. How much is he making this year? Like nine million dollars? Like, I didn't think it was that much, though. I, I didn't. May, think maybe it was it's that... not. Maybe I'm. But I, I think it's close to that. And if it is, then yeah, still he's still being paid overpay. But listen, I'm okay with it because I think he he does a lot of things right now. again. If I don't really look if you want to look at spending, I think you should look at spending positionally by position group versus how your team is built to you know succeed. Uh, and I think that if you look at the position group as a whole, especially when you look at the results, I'm okay with how much money they spent, and I don't really care how it's distributed if they don't care. so that that's how i that's how I feel. and I think that that's probably a pretty rational way to look at it because really you you want to know. How your your cap is constructed by a position group, not necessarily by individual player, unless that player is quarterback. So, um, I think you're getting good good results for your money. Anyways, getting back to the players, um, I think the difference has been Crawford is somehow well. I think he's been healthy first of all this whole mm-hmm. for a long time, I mean, for a period of a long period of time. Um, I think that has allowed him to continue to grow at a position that he really only started playing a year ago. Um and and I mean frankly right like a calendar year ago like so I right. mean so like really just you know one training camp and 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 and, and you know he was and he missed some time during training camp too so I, I think that he's and Joey Ikes was really the one to point this out and I think he's he's right is that he, he looks he looks different his body looks different um and and Team he's body type. yeah and it, I think it's legit because I think you know, you, you look at it like. The, the way he's moving, and, and, and Broadus, I think, has pointed it out. But if you just watch the the strip sack he got, like I know it was on T.J. Clemmings, but the fact is, is that it, that it's like when you when you're scouting with stuff like this, like whether or not he can bend, like whether or not he can you know get around an arc like that, like I don't, I'm not really whether he succeeds matter matters against who he's going against, of course, but the fact that he can do that, like against anybody means that he's changed his flexibility. He's changed mm-hmm. his 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 uh, burst and speed. So, yeah, he beat DJ Clemmings around the corner, which isn't that some necessarily something to uh, celebrate. But what is something to, accelerate, uh, to celebrate is that, you know, he's found a way to play that right defensive end position at a different type of body type. Um, and, you know, because of... Demarcus Lawrence and David Irving, he gets to be that third guy, you know, that they mm-hmm. worry about, and and he's finding success success there. Uh, that's and that's really, you know, he, you know, Crawford is clearly not a great first guy, not a great first guy. Not necessarily a great second guy, but as the third guy that you have to worry about, he's fantastic. And and so you get David Irving back, who has just lit the world on fire since he's been back. And then you know Demarcus Lawrence, who's been cooking since the you know uh, know, beginning of the year, who has you know got to be in some kind of defensive player of the year conversation pretty soon. I mean, if he's not already, um, I I think that it's it's this this defensive line is playing in a way in a way that. Man, we we just didn't expect. Like, I, I I'm not afraid to admit it, and and I think that uh, it's it's fa- fantastic. I mean, like, really, the way that they've been able to get all of these guys, even Malik Collins, who isn't necessarily a great one technique in general, but as a pass rusher is fantastic as a one technique. Um, I think that I think that y- you've got a group that's that's producing and producing at a rate that is not only just great for them. But is kind of ridiculous as as a pace goes.
1: Yeah, and really quickly, we gotta give a lot of credit to Rob Marinelli. I know I I know we looked at this roster heading into train camp and we kinda the joke was that the Cowboys collect all these left defensive ends and we just weren't sure how they were gonna fit in. And, and sometimes it looks odd on paper having Tyrone Crawford as your right defensive end and now moving Malik Collins to one technique and having David Irving play inside. It, it, sometimes it doesn't make sense to any of us, but the mad scientist that is Rob Marinelli figured it out, and uh, he needs a lot of credit for that one. So um, that's it for today's show. This edition of the Locked on Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie, where they'll match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus, just use the promo code Locked On to activate that offer. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. And if you leave a review and your Twitter handle, uh, you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We'll be back on Wednesday after the game to discuss some of our initial impressions. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.